You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Buongiorno. <laughs> I just went right for it. I was not ready for that at all. Uh, that really caught me off guard. Yeah, stay tuned, listeners. Ethan's uh, going to go full. No, it won't make any more sense. Don't worry. Italian. Don't hold your here. breath. It's not going to. He's going to. Christoph Waltz is going to walk in here and. Margareti. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking oh, fluent Italian, mm. wondering why you can't well, I can't. converse with him. But he knows the he whole knows. time. He knows. He's just mm. having some fun. He is. At my expense. At your expense. Just really a <sighs> little bit of cat and mouse there, you know? Yes. Like that. Mm. Thank you, Quentin Tarantino. Is that a real thing? The cat and mouse dynamic where the cat will get the mouse and uh, basically so toy with it's it? Really, it's a cat and small thing dynamic. Oh. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? That's- if it's small, if it moves or can be moved that's all you need and the cat is like i'm gonna do the thing yeah it's like here's pseudo prey for my prehistoric instincts (laughs) something like that yeah oh that's such a strange thought they have these and it's very serious it's a very serious matter for them yeah that fluffy toy that they're intent on murdering they're apparently not (laughs) joking around about that whereas my gigantic wolf thing that lives in my house with me it's a dog it's, it's a, a dog golden retriever spoiler it's a but, golden retriever yeah he like won't hurt anything the nicest face i've ever seen abigail has toys that she occasionally throws mm-hmm. at him <laughs> okay. not like to be me but like no, she wants no, no. to share them yes but he knows he's not supposed to get them anymore so like oh. he'll go for them and i'll like just shoot a look at him and he'll like <laughs> he'll be like in the kitchen and he'll be like <laughs> like his paws like starting because he's like i'm not supposed to get those what a good boy. sliding like a little ham or How something obedient yeah he is so wouldn't it be nice if we were also obedient wouldn't it wow yeah that was did you good. like that that was really good oh. i was trying to think of a good segue that i was <laughs> I was completely overshadowed there. That was awesome. Uh, yes, it would be nice, but because we're not. Because we're not. We need grace. We do. Which brings us to the next of the five, Reformation. Yeah. Solas. Today's sola is, speaking of Italian, yeah. sola gratia. Sola gratia. Gratia. Uh, I love so it. fun to say. I mean, yes. it's Latin, but you know, Latin. Italian it comes out Latin. of that, you know. <laughs> it comes really, out of that. Uh, I feel like you would say people spoke Latin with that. I just feel like they did. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. I don't know. Very academic assumption. Yeah, very academic. Somebody. You know, I just, I, I would like to go into a classroom with a professor and just be like, I just kind of feel that way. Yeah, I'm like, I, oh. <laughs> Where did you get your doctorate from? Where? Who permitted you to be here teaching? Well, at any rate, today's sola is sola gratia, and that, of course, means by grace alone. Mm. So, when we say that we are saved by grace alone, we are basically saying that our salvation is the free gift of God from beginning to end, and we can do absolutely nothing to earn it. I'm sure if you have been in a Protestant church at any point in your life, you have probably heard something like that. Or at least one would hope. <laughs> Maybe you haven't. I don't know. I feel like this is like really like. It's, it's a 101 class. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Though it wasn't at the time of the Reformation, apparently. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, so, another way of saying that is that God does not owe us anything. Mm, I actually like that way of saying it quite yeah. a lot. It, mm-hmm. It's a little bit despairing, but also humbling. It's yes. Like, uh, thank you for reminding me. Yes, yes, <laughs> truly. Because he doesn't. He does not owe us anything, let alone salvation from sin and death. Exactly. Yet he chooses of his own gracious will to 
save us. And I think one of the most beautiful passages that teaches this is Titus, one of my favorite little epistles. Titus 3, 4 through 7, which says, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So so yet again, we're really pointing out that it's not on us or by our own power that we're saved. Right, yeah. You really hit that like multiple times in that passage. Like (laughs) it's not your works, God's own gracious will. It was his mercy. It was his grace. You know, like cordial reminder. Yes, just really need you to get this home and understand this. That being said, what does all of this mean and imply for us as Christians? Well, as we like to joke around here, we're going to hit all the implications, of course, every single one of them. There will not be one stone left unturned. Um, so here, here are a few. One, sola gratia means you could not do anything pleasing to God apart from the grace of God. Okay, so this is something I find slightly difficult, one might say particularly difficult, <laughs> to wrap my head around. Yes. So I'm looking forward to understanding yes. a little bit more. Right, yeah, and that is a very generalized statement that has very specific meaning, so we will definitely talk about that, and um, we'll actually even get into more implications of that later. Okay. But suffice to say, the immediate point is... Well, maybe it would be more helpful to illustrate it like this. Imagine that you're at a pool of dirty water. Okay, I do. And there are bugs buzzing all over the top of it. Ugh. You know, it's thick and viscous. I can't. I, ooh, no, Looks no, a little no. green. No, you know no, what no, I mean? No. That kind oh. of water, stagnant. Maybe a little bit of maybe a little bit of a smell. Just enough. oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> So you're at this pool of water, but you're terribly thirsty. Mm. You just, you are parched, throat dry, lips chapped. Thank goodness I brought my life straw, not a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to disable this. I forgot my life straw today. (laughs) The life straw would be handy here. It would be very handy. That could could come in perhaps later in the illustration, could serve another point. Oh, he's right. Okay. But at this point, Ethan has forgotten his life straw. (laughs) He has forgotten it, but he is... He is he is literally like dying of thirst. Yeah. And so he determines that he is going to drink this water and he's going to try to purify it. Yeah. He's going to purify it though by straining it through the sock that he just took off of his foot. If I, yeah. <laughs> I, it's so disgusting to me. And the thing is, to make it worse, this pool of stagnant water isn't just like down the street. It's in the wilderness, <laughs> yes. I'm sure. I've probably yeah, you've been wandering around sw- for like days. Sweat, a lot of foot yeah. sweat. Just, oh, yeah. This is getting like worse. The sock gets, it's like a little damp when you I would probably be better off wringing the sock out. <laughs> I would be better off. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> but in this particular But in this scenario, particular scenario, I can't you, do that for some strained, reason. <laughs> you strained it through the sock and, and you tried to drink it. And that's what your um, good deeds are like apart from God's grace. Yeah. Dirty sock water. That's good for nothing, unfortunately. I like the effort we put in. <laughs> But okay, so so without getting into some sort of like existential theology, which is my favorite pastime. <laughs> yes. Um, what, is it, what does it even look like to try and live our lives in a way that pleases God apart from God's grace? Like, mm-hmm. I, I start thinking things like, does anything even exist if not for the grace of God? Mm-hmm. Or I, I end up going down that road. Right. Yeah. And that is a great point. And I think you're actually hitting something pretty accurately there. When we say that your good deeds 
aren't pleasing to God apart from his own grace toward you. We're talking about things that pertain to salvation. So like okay. as far as your right standing in God's eyes. In other words, you, let's say, who's a really famous pagan artist. I don't know. Like someone who really artist? like was obviously didn't believe in God. Obviously. Um, oh. I don't know. Any, you know, just, let, we'll take a Roman frankly, poet. Frankly, just name any of them. Yeah, any any poet, any uh, They mostly did it of, for a paycheck. So. Yes. But like some Roman poet, okay. just as an example, like no relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. but wrote beautiful poetry. Yeah. Um, like uh, the Aeneid or something like that. There is still, that's still like a, can be a beautiful thing. Yeah, right? of course. That, that is something pleasing to God brings a lot of different connotations with it. But there is a sense in which that person is utilizing gifts yeah. that God has given to them. Yeah. In that sense, it can be a benefit to the world, something that can be beneficial to the, their neighbors. Right, and because it, it's still, it's a pursuit of creativity and of beauty that exists Apart from the person, right? In in many ways, mm-hmm. for for the betterment, like you said, and just for yeah. for the sake of beauty, right? In many in many ways. But when uh, whoever wrote the Aeneid, I can't. I'm blanking on who it was. Virgil, I think. Anyway, if he goes to the judgment throne and is like, "Behold, I wrote the Aeneid, like with the gifts you gave me," yeah, that's cares? not going to like. God's like, okay, like that's good, but not actually like as far as salvation is concerned. Like okay. that's not going to help you. Okay. So yeah, that's like the really synthesized version of what we mean when we say that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that sola gratia means that, again, God does not owe salvation to anyone. In fact, that's one of the really wild theological truths that I don't know we consider often enough it's that uh, it would not be unjust of God in any way if he decided to save no one. Like, that, he would not be unjust to choose that course of action. It would be warranted. Yes. Uh, he would be perfectly in his rights to let all of us perish because of our sin. But he does not thank to be to him for that. And that's <laughs> yeah. the whole point. It's all a gratia. Oh. He doesn't. In, in contrast to the last point, I have no trouble understanding this little piece of theology. Yes. <laughs> you know, I feel like... Every time you recognize your own sin, it's like, oh yeah, this is this is why. This yeah. is why I can't do it on my own, why mm-hmm. I am incapable of maintaining my own salvation. And I should know better. And yeah. I think generally we do. Right. We yes. do know better. Yes, the Holy <laughs> Spirit has regenerated you. You know. Exactly. And then we give way to sin regardless. Mm-hmm. And it's it is really hard to then say you're entitled to anything, yes. let alone something eternal. Right, exactly. All of it hinges upon the continued mercy of God, because even though we have been born again, and even though we do have new desires, even though we generally, because of the spirit and the word, we do know better, yeah. like Paul would say in Romans 7, we still do the things we don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, And exactly. uh, that's a really crazy paradox, but because of sola gratia, all can be well, even in spite of that. And then the third thing here is that sola gratia means that all the benefits of this life come to us only by grace. And this kind of loops back around to what we were talking about with the first implication, Mm -hmm. because this applies to all people, not just Christians. Okay. So the fact that we are able to enjoy the taste of coffee in the morning and we're able to benefit from the energy that it gives us through caffeine, that would be one example of the common grace of God that is given to anyone, anyone who drinks coffee. Okay. Okay. So this this is my existential question. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. So anyone, Christian, non-Christian, pagan, atheist, it doesn't matter what you are, you can drink coffee, you can enjoy the benefits of that. I mean, you can take in the sweet aromas, the good flavors, get the energy. That is a common grace that God gives to everyone. And so in that sense, all things come to us by God's grace. Yeah. All things. I, th- I think my gut instinct was just that I I want to continue to believe like these pursuits of beauty mm. and the things that we appreciate are not 
nothing. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think I think like that is at the at the base level of what my motivation there was <laughs> was just like to preserve that. Yeah. Um but that is helpful to clarify there. That, yeah. That because of common grace as opposed to and then our first point how it is not about just anything and everything. Right. But it's exactly. more specific. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this this is really one of the greatest demonstrations of God's grace because he will let even the most sinful and blasphemous of human beings enjoy these things. Sure, like they yeah. can genuinely enjoy them to some degree, right? Like it's not as if they're going to be perfectly content. I think there's a degree to which none of us are perfectly content in this life, but even the most I'm just godless person could enjoy like a cup of coffee. Very you could true. do that, which is a really strong testament, I think, to the it's grace of God. Non-discriminatory common grace. Yes, that's it. That's the one. So, sola gratia distinguishes us from our Catholic cousins in an interesting way. But let me first make a clarification because this is something that I hear oh. semi-frequently. Yeah, okay. and um, it's just not—it's not true. Yeah, it's just not true. Catholics do not believe that we are saved by works, mm-hmm. as they are sometimes accused of believing. That's just not true. If you continue to say that, that is slander yeah. uh, because that is not. <laughs> go read the Catechism. It's a very long, very long Catechism, but you will not find that in the Catechism. They do not believe that. That is not the official teaching of the Catholic Church. But Catholics do have a very different understanding of how grace functions. So according to their official catechism, grace is the help God gives us to become his adopted children. And grace is the help that God gives us so that we can merit salvation. Okay. Okay. So you catch there's some pretty. Yeah, I heard the merit word in there. Yeah. So God's grace helps us to merit eternal life and it helps us to merit more grace. It's it's such a strange word to keep hearing. Yeah. That is where the key difference comes between Protestants and Catholics when it comes to grace and this doctrine of sola gratia. So when we are saying sola gratia, we are saying grace and merit are antithetical. It's not like, oh, well, God will give you grace so that you can merit salvation and merit more grace. You've contradicted what grace is at that point. The point is you can't merit it. That's what we're saying. That's what we're claiming. And biblically speaking, it's a contradiction in terms because that's, I mean, over and over again, Paul in Galatians 3 and the book of Romans, I mean, you hear him saying it's not by works. There is nothing in you that can merit salvation. It is completely of grace. And the notion strikes me as very, at least how perhaps some people would live it out. It strikes me as something that you'd have to really think a lot of yourself Mm -hmm. to believe you have the capability of that. I'm sure that that's not how it looks in everybody's life. I do want to say that, but its natural conclusion is something that could be maybe a little bit distasteful. Right. And the other thing about that is if you could merit it to kind of come back around to what you were saying there is you could merit it. You could boast about it. Exactly. And that's another thing that Paul and the whole scriptures over and over again are like, don't boast in yourself or anything that you've done. Like, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. So that's a pretty key point at which we differ. And again, you might even hear some folks say, well, actually, Protestants and Catholics agree that salvation is entirely gracious, which on the surface is true. But again, we're operating with different understandings of how grace works in the life of the believer. So I think that actually leads us to one of the chief objections slash misunderstandings that's been raised against sola gratia. And it goes something like this. So if we're saved completely by grace and our works have nothing to do with that, then it must not matter how we live, right? Like, it, you know, you're sure. saved by grace, so who do cares? whatever you want, right? Yeah, who cares? It's no big deal. And as it turns out, Paul was dealing with the same objection 2,000 years ago because he harped on this teaching. I mean, mm-hmm. it shows up, I think, in every single letter of his. Oh, wow. Like, maybe not Philemon, you know, a little short Philemon, maybe not. But to some degree, you're going to see these 
themes appear in Paul. And here's what he said in Romans 6, 1 through 2, because there were people who were charging him with basically Uh, teaching this kind of thing. So he said, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Because the point he was saying is where, you know, our sin abounds, like God's grace will even meet us there. Like his grace will abound all the more to cover that sin. So you got people were saying, oh, well, if that's the case, and like, why not sin more so that more grace can (laughs) abound, right? Like get this like weird logic in your head. Someone very eagerly trying to get out of their obedience free card. Right, yeah. And I mean, that's basically it. Like you've just shown like, oh, you don't actually understand like how God's grace works and what it is. And so he goes on to say, by no means, uh, you know. as <laughs> By my, no means. Yes. I mean, really, that's, you know, some translation really say, God forbid, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Or as my Romans professor <laughs> liked to always say, he always pointed this out because it shows up many times in Romans. He's like, Meganoita, may it never be. You'd say that. He'd like, he'd like really <laughs> yeah. highlight the word there. But by no means, shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? So in other words, those who have really been saved by grace have experienced such a radical transformation, they no longer chiefly want to sin. Like, you have a change in desires. You feel that pang. I think that you were talking about earlier, like, when mm. you do sin, you're like, hey, like, I right. know I ought not be doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, you can feel that 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 dissonance in your soul. And so, Christians are heartbroken when they realize they've sinned. They don't want to use the grace of God as an excuse to live disobediently before <laughs> him. And if that is not the case, then Christians, I think, have basis to say, along with the Apostle John, no one who lives lives in Christ, keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or know him. So in other words, here's the crux of that, because that can also be a, a verse that can hang you up if you're yes, not careful. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. <laughs> we we Just, all said from experience, we yeah. read that verse, and we're like, ah! Oh! But the point he's getting at it, there is if you willfully, willingly continue to sin, and you don't feel any need to confess that sin, there's no desire for repentance. You're mm. just kind of like, nah, I'm just going to keep doing this. Like, nah, I don't actually I'm care. good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the, it. Like mm. the, nah, I'm good attitude. Then it becomes apparent you have not truly tasted the grace of God. Because John is also the guy who said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our yeah, sins and yeah. cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So the primary crux there is, how do you feel about your sin? And are you going to be willing to agree with God and call it what it is? That is uh, Sola Gratia in a really, really, really tight, compact nutshell. Yeah. Really tiny acorn. Mm. But I do think this doctrine, along with Solus Christus, inspires the most gratitude and worship of all the Protestant solas, because you just really understand that from beginning to end, God is gracious toward us, that he loves us. He gives us his grace because he wants to be with us. Like, he's not, you know, he's not giving us his grace because, like, ah, well, I guess I'm going to do that. Like, he (laughs) wants to do that. Right. That is one of his desires. And uh, I think that inspires a lot of thanks and praise in my own heart anyway. So yeah, that's all I got you. Beautiful. There you have it. Mm. So if you have any questions about that or anything else you want to dig into on that topic or any other, as always, feel free to email us, podcast at horizonschurch.net. Interact with us on social media if you want to do that as well. And if you were helped with this podcast, <laughs> found it enjoyable, you know, felt the grace of God, you know, stirring in your heart. We would be thankful to you. If you left a five-star review. Yes, that would be entirely Mm. gracious of you to do. As you are grateful for the grace of God, we are grateful for your kindness. Yes, we are. And grateful, as always, that you let us spend some time with you. And uh, yeah, just grateful for that. So thanks, as always, for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Mm.